the book of Revelation chapter number 4, and we have been trying to go through the hereafter, but the first two nights we had to, uh, if you will, we had to uh, uh, make sure that we covered the judgment. Uh, we still haven't, there's still yet more judgment to come, but we've covered heaven and we've covered hell. Uh, we apologize to those that are watching tonight, maybe on Facebook, uh, that the video cut out about 45 minutes in last night. So uh, all I can say is it must have been just for this group that was here. Uh, but we, we certainly just want to be a help to, uh, to one another. That's, that's the whole reason we do this is to edify the Lord and to try to help others. The gospel tonight is absolutely still uh, the best thing that mankind has going this evening. Uh, the book of Revelation chapter 4. The book of Revelation chapter 4. Brother Fred, I'm going to try to migrate to the uh, lapel, if that would be okay. The book of Revelation chapter 4, uh, chapter number 4 and verse number 1 tonight and uh, we'll try before we really get far into this uh, lesson tonight we'll try to just kind of cover a couple of things here on the board if we're able to tonight um, as we've tried to add on just a little bit we started out here with uh, uh, this this portion here, which is shown or represented in the dashed line, which is the church age. That's what we're living right now is in the church age. It is also known as the dispensation of Christ. Uh, it, it started at Calvary. It started with the death, the burial, and the resurrection. We find in uh, Acts 1, verse 6 through 11, maybe, I may be off on that. It may be right in front of me. Uh, Acts uh, 1, 7 through 11 is what the little cloud says. Uh, whenever the Lord went back, uh, He ascended. That's the ascension. Uh, we see here, we see the rapture. And this is the next event on the time clock. Mm -hmm. And let me just say, God does not have a timex. Amen. 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 He, he doesn't even have a sand clock that he's flipping over. Amen. What is his time clock? Somebody want to take a guess? Israel. Israel. May of 1948, Israel was acknowledged as a state or a nation. That began the time clock. Three score and ten is what the scripture teaches us. That shall be the days of man. Three score is how many years? Sixty. A score is twenty. Twenty, forty, sixty. And ten is seventy. You say, well, preacher, it's been more than seventy years. I'm going, we're not done yet. If you are obedient to mom and dad, if you're good to mom and dad, now let me just make sure we understand, I'm not a date setter. Please don't take anything I'm saying out of context I'm absolutely not saying the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back tomorrow, but he could. Amen. Amen. That's right. I'm not saying he's coming back two years from now, but he could. Yeah. He could also come back right now. Amen. I mean, understand that tonight. We've already made it to the three score and ten. Amen. Scripture says that if you're good to mom and dad, that four score, 80 years, shall be the days of your life. Well, preacher, what are you saying? The scripture, the prophecy is given. I believe it's in the Gospel of Matthew. I didn't even come intending to even speak about that. Speaking about the fig tree. The fig tree is Israel. And the Bible teaches about that fig tree that whenever that you see the branches reaching forward, know that summer is nigh even at the door. What's that saying, preacher? That's saying you can look at the fig tree and you can determine... The, the development of the fig tree, and you can determine when it's about ready to provide or to yield its fruit. 
Can I stop right here tonight and tell you there will never be peace no matter what Jared Kushner well, no matter what Donald Trump did, uh, no matter what the Abrahamic Accords say, uh, there will never be peace in the Middle East until the Lord Jesus Christ Amen. comes back Amen. and sits on the throne of David. You understand Amen. that? We're living under the sense or the blanket of false peace. Amen. You say, preacher, I just don't believe that. Well, we, we hope to convince you differently tonight before we get done. We're going to see just uh, Lord willing here in a little bit. Daniel 9 and 27, that there will be another peace covenant that will trump, pardon the pun, to our former president, that will trump the Abrahamic Accords, which is what Jared Kushner, the son-in-law of President Donald J. Trump, what they put in place, they got this peace party and all these nations are now becoming friends with Israel, and I thank God that they can have some sort of peace. I, I mean, I'm excited about that. But listen, understand tonight, there will never, ever, ever be peace until the Lord Jesus Christ right. is the one. Understand tonight, we're living under the government of democracy. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a right. You've got a vote. You've got, a, uh, you've got an opinion. You've got a say. Looks like we might be leading a more uh, so socialistic government. What can the government do for me? I'm entitled to this. I'm entitled. Well, the government ought to serve me. The government ought to provide me my health care. The government ought to provide me my food. The government ought to provide me all these services. Isn't that the way that a lot of the uh, a lot of the world wants to go today? I've got news for you. When the Lord Jesus Christ comes back and his second return, not the rapture, but in the second term, uh, whenever he comes and sits on the throne of David, he's established his kingdom. It will not be a democracy. It will not be a socialistic platform. It will be a theocracy. What's that mean? It means what he says goes. Oh, my you say, preacher, I, I don't know that I like that. Well, you better get in while you can get in. Yeah, right. right. Amen. True. <laughs> we see that we're in uh, this stage. We might be on the timeline as we hit on the Monday night. Uh, this right back here might have been 80, 80 or 33 AD. We might be up here just about ready for the rapture. But after the rapture... The, there is what's known as the seven-year period of the Great Tribulation. But stop for just a minute. Before the Great Tribulation, the Great Tribulation, we're going to try to prove this tonight as well with the Scripture, the Great Tribulation does not start right. with the rapture. That's right. The Great Tribulation starts whenever the rise of the Antichrist yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some of you already looking a little. Let's just get right into the word of God. Can we do that? The book of Revelation, chapter 4 and verse 1. The scene now is the, the Apostle John, and he's on the uh, he's in heaven. And if you want to take pictures of that board, you won't hurt me, but I just encourage you to try to write these verses down. Because I'm going to try to go uh, quick, fast-like, and in a hurry uh, as, as, as much as I can because I, I don't want to keep you for an hour and a half. But not because I, I, I could teach all night on this. Amen. But I want to not wear you out, okay? Uh, Revelation 4 and 1, the Bible says, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, We've already, we've already hoed that garden. We already know what the trump is. We already know what the door is. That's Jesus. We already know how that the trump was talking. We gave you 1 Corinthians 15. We gave you 1 Thessalonians 4. We gave you those trumps. Uh, and he said, uh, come up hither, and I will shew the things which must be. Here's the theme for the Bible school in this class. I will shew the things which must be here after. Preacher, why did you why did you title it hereafter? Because we see what's right in front of us. A lot of us in our Christian lives have a lot of wondering. 
Well, I wonder what it's going to be. I wonder how it's going to work. I wonder, so I did now let me just say, I don't have all the answers. Amen. But the word of God does. Amen. So let's try to just walk together, row together in the same direction using the final authority in matters concerning uh, 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 mankind tonight, which is the word of God. And let's just try to go through this tonight. I want you to pay close attention tonight. Uh, here we see, and this would pick up on uh, the rapture, where I showed you just a minute ago what that was just about ready to happen, uh, the rapture of the church. And again, I don't know when the rapture is going to happen, but I firmly believe that the Lord Jesus Christ, you say, preacher, what are you about to say? Well, let me just stop right here. I do not have, I'll share two things with you through this lesson. Two principles for following along. The first principle, I will be using the King James Bible to reference the Word of God. Amen. The second principle, and I will try to always raise a flag, or I will try to always tell you when I switch to that principle, is Romeology. My opinion. Right. <laughs> Don't take my opinion as the gospel, because it's not. Amen. But the gospel is the gospel. That's right. Yeah. We see, beginning tonight, the exit of the church. I'm not talking about the exit out of this building. I'm talking about the exit out of this building. Flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of heaven. You understand tonight that there is coming a day that the uh, saved, uh, the blood-bought, born-again child of God will exit this world. <laughs> yes, sir, he will exit this world. First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse number 13, the Bible says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, and that ye are not even as others, which I have no hope. Let me stop and make sure that I don't need to go back and repay that stretch of roadway. Is everybody convinced on the scripture that I gave you the other night that we're not talking about soul sleeping? Right. Amen. Amen. The Bible, the King James Bible, does not teach soul sleeping. Amen. Thank you, Brother Roger. I appreciate all one of you that agreed with me right there. Verse 14, for if we believe Jesus died and rose again, so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you, that the word of the Lord, uh, that we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. Uh, let, let me get back here. Verse 15, For we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them uh, which are asleep. For the Lord himself, there's, there's your escort, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Praise the Lord. With the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Is that not what your word, what your Bible teaches tonight? Yes, sir. Preacher, what are you saying? I, I, I'd like, I wish I wrote down the scripture. I wish I had uh, this laid out to give you and you can see me after church. We'll find it together. I'll write it down and bring it to you tomorrow night. How many of you, uh, well, maybe I shouldn't do that. Don't raise your hand. I've always heard that it's Gabriel. Don't have biblical proof of that. But I do have, what are you talking about, the archangel. I do have biblical proof that the scripture lists a name for one archangel. Now, Gabriel may have very well been an archangel. As a matter of fact, I really kind of think he might have been, but I don't have Bible to back up that opinion. Who do you have? I have the archangel Michael. Right. <laughs> yeah. Amen. I'm not trying to upset anybody. And you know what? Vicki, we're not tearing the songs out of the songbook. <laughs> Randy, tell Kelly we're not taking the songs out of the songbook. You remember that song, Gabriel, Blow Your Trumpet? I don't think it's going to be Gabriel. Because the scripture says, with the last trump of God, let me help, let me help me, Lord Jesus. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel. Well, who is that archangel? Let's just stop right there. And I can tell I'm already going to get bogged down tonight. Remember in the book of Daniel, 
Whenever that Brother Daniel was praying unto the Lord, uh, Brother Bill, you and I talked about this the other night. Uh, Brother Daniel was praying unto the Lord and he was asking for the Lord to answer a prayer. Well, let's just do this. Uh, and the Bible teaches tonight, uh, according to the Word of God, uh, uh, Brother Butcher, if you would tonight, would you just stand up uh, for just a minute and would you just hold that box of whites? Uh, uh, Brother Booty, would you come over here just a minute? Uh, uh, I'm going somewhere, Brother Butcher. <laughs> Butcher, look Brother Butcher tonight uh, is going to represent the angel that has got the prayer answer that I and, and me, Daniel, is praying and asking the Lord to give me an answer. Booty, uh, Booty, I hate to do this to you. Booty's going to represent the prince of Persia. He's going to represent one of the principalities, one of the devil's minions. That's right. I'm praying. Does everybody follow me? I lost half of you, didn't I? Booty's not really a minion. Maybe that'll help you get up to where we are. I'm praying, as Brother Daniel said, that he was praying unto the Lord for the Lord to bring me this prayer. And Brother, uh, Brother Butcher is going to represent uh, Brother Gabriel. See, Brother Gabriel was the messenger. He was the messenger angel. Uh, and Brother Butcher, come, come to me. Don't let him to me. Now, don't hurry. <laughs> and I'm praying, Lord, would you send me this prayer? And Lord, would you answer my request? Butcher, you've got to do a better job. <laughs> don't hurt yourself. For 21 days. Stop right there, Butcher. Don't, don't hurt yourself yet. <laughs> Brother Jeff, would you help me? Brother Jeff is Brother Michael, the archangel. Brother Gabriel and Brother Butcher. And Gabriel and Brother Jeff, the archangel Michael. Now two of them can put a woman on the prince of Persia. Don't hurt him. <laughs> All I want you to do is to bring me that prayer request, that answered prayer. I'm praying to the Lord. Uh, Jeff, you grab Booty and Butcher, you just come on. <laughs> he won't hurt you, I promise. <laughs> now stop right here. Brother Jeff, you can just hang on right there just a minute. Brother Butcher, which is representing the messenger angel of God, Gabriel, he has given me the prayer that request the answer to my prayer that I've been praying. And the scripture teaches that for 21 days, the prince of Persia prevented my prayer from getting answered. I'm in the book of Daniel. You check me on it. For 21 days, he could not get through to provide my need. I'm going somewhere and I know where I'm going. And the... The prince of Persia, the country was under Persian rule, Persian government, if you will. Michael the archangel had to help Gabriel get through because Gabriel was no match for the prince of Persia. Amen. Have I lost anybody? Let me put it like this. Booty could walk butcher, but can't walk Jeff. But Jeff could walk Booty. Not really, okay? We're not doing that. Not doing that. This ain't WWE or any other things, okay? But watch this. The uh, angel Gabriel tells Brother Daniel, he says, when I leave, you will have to contend with the prince of Grisha. Am I in the book, Brother Bill? Sure. What happens? You leave. You leave. You leave. <laughs> the prince of Persia is replaced by the prince of Grecia. Preacher, why are you telling us this? Because uh, the Bible teaches in that scripture that that country is ruled by a demonic force. Right. Yeah. Boy, I can tell right now some of you are <laughs> scratching your head saying, well, what? Well, let's put it this way. Ephesians 6 tells us about the principalities, the powers. Those are different spiritual levels. America, I believe, now let me just say, America's not in the Bible. 
And I believe America's got a demonic ruler. Amen. You think about this country that used to be known as God, as a Christian nation. You think about this nation that used to have prayer in schools, that used to support families. Right? What have we done now? We brought abortion in in 73, no versus way. We kicked prayer out of school back in the late 60s. We, we, took out the, we took out the Bible away from the teacher and said, you can't teach that here. We even went a little while, and they tried to take the term under God out of our pledge of allegiance. We've now made it so that our coaches cannot pray with the students. We've now kicked the Gideons out of our schools but said it's okay. If you need birth control, if you need confidence, we'll supply all that you need. You don't think that's the devil? I mean, that's where we're living. Preacher, why are you sharing all this? I got off track. That's why I'm sharing all this. But Michael, the archangel, he's going to come back and he's going to blow the last trump of God and the Bible teaches here at the exit of the church uh, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Uh, I want you, I want to draw your attention over here to this little illustration that I drew. Here we've got Calvary. Luke 23, 33. And by the way, if you don't have a King James Bible, if you've got an NIV, ESV, any, by the way, I'm not any of them others positive. I'm KJ. Amen. Amen. Calvary is only in the King James Bible. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. You, you mean that song about Mount Calvary? That tells me that songwriter was a King James guy. Amen. Amen. We see the tomb. Thank God on that third day morning what happened. Thank God the women said, who shall roll us away this time? When they got their brother Jeff, thank God the angel of the Lord, he was there. He already rolled the stone away. Why did he do that? He didn't roll the stone away so Jesus could get out. He rolled it away so we could look in. You realize tonight, church, the word of God is real. It's alive. And it is absolutely more up to date than tomorrow's newspaper. We see 50 days later. Acts. 1, 6 through 11, the ascension. 40 days later, I'm sorry, 40 days later, 10 more days later, which is on the day of Pentecost. I did draw up here in Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. Peter was preaching and they were in the upper room. It was about the third hour of the day. It was 9 o'clock in the morning. And the word of God said that there was a mighty rushing wind. You know what happened? God blew. He breathed on the service, and the Holy Ghost of God came. Amen. Look here. Right here's where I'm trying to get back to. I'm still on point when y'all got to pray for me tonight. <laughs> Let me mark these off so that might help me to move on. Amen. <laughs> right here's where we're at. We're at the rapture. Not, not physically tonight, but in, in the lesson. <laughs> you and I are represented by this line over here. We're going up. The Lord Jesus is coming down. Stop it in the clouds. That's not his second return. He's coming back to the clouds. Why is he coming back there? He's coming back to give us an escort home. You understand tonight. You understand tonight. That's where we're at. Look with me tonight in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Help us tonight. Well, guess what's going to happen when the church is gone? How many of you are saved and grand, and you're a grandparent? You've got grandbabies. Would you hold your hands up? Lousy peace. Whole lot of the church. You can put them back down. I'd say three-fourths of the, of the church. Well, preacher, what are you saying? How many of you that just raised your hands can raise your hand and say, I pray for my grandchildren every day? Amen. Amen. Put them right back up. Preacher, why are you telling us that? You imagine how bad... It's going to be when Mama stops praying. When Papa stops praying. Amen. Well, what are you saying? How many of you have a neighbor, a physical neighbor? <laughs> Lindsay, you can raise your hand right now, okay? Lindsay, one day maybe, but right now you do. Well, preacher, what are you saying? I'm simply saying this. The Bible teaches us to love our neighbors as our 
Sales. Well, what's that mean? Uh, now, maybe maybe I shouldn't. Uh, don't raise your hand. I could ask you, how many of you pray for your neighbors? I don't want to see that hand tonight because some of you might just lie. I don't want you to lie in church. <laughs> Preacher, why are you telling us this? I, I want you to think about this tonight. Who's going to be left behind at the rapture? Who's going to be left behind? Everybody that's not born again. I got bad news for you. That means the Muslim. Amen. The Hinduist. Oh, yeah. The good moral person that does not know Jesus. Amen. Preacher, what are you saying? The Jew is going to be left behind. Oh, my. Now we're getting down somewhere, ain't we? Well, what are you saying, preacher? The Buddhist is going to be left behind. The atheist. You know those people that want God taken out of schools? Those people that want God off of their money, but they don't mind spending while it's got his name on it? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Preacher, what are you saying? The agnostic. The one that really just doesn't. they're, They're just not sure. They believe in a higher power, but they, they just don't know. Mm-hmm. See, all of those people are going to be left behind. Amen. And, and I've heard it said, uh, well, I think the Lord is just going to wipe out of their memory uh, that we were even here. Well, I might be able to prove you wrong, and I'm not trying to prove anybody wrong, but I'm going to try to bring some scripture out tonight if we can. Uh, let me just say it like this. Who else could be left behind? Your neighbors? Your family, your children, your parents. Hey, let's be real. I mean, out here where we're at, your husband, that's good, Brother Bill, your husband or your wife, your brother or sister. See, all of these could be left behind. Well, what determines if they go or not? If they've been born again. If they've been saved. Look with me tonight. Uh, I want you to know tonight, the Holy Spirit of God. (coughs) I'm a little... I'm just going to teach what the book says. Amen. I'd love to give you a little bit of Robbieology, but I'm not going to give it to you right here. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 6 through verse 12. Let's, Let's look at that tonight together. And we're going to try to read this a little slow because I want to spend just a few minutes as, as if I haven't spent a few minutes on everything else I've done. So you pray for me. <laughs> and now ye know what withholdeth, and now ye know what withholdeth, that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Let's stop right there for just a minute. Iniquity is an unrepented sin. It already is in action. Pornography is at an all-time high. Alcoholism is at an all-time high. Marijuana, which is a gateway drug, is at an all-time high. They're trying to legalize it so that everybody can do it, so they can put a tax on it, so they can profit from somebody else's addiction. And the mystery of iniquity doth already work. I mean the book. Watch this. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. I've heard now. I heard. I heard several preachers preach and give different. Uh, one one preacher gave five different uh, possible people or possible things that the he was talking about. And I even heard one of them say that the church is preventing. Let me just stop right here. The church is not a he. The church is a she. We are the bride of Christ. He. Is the Holy Ghost. He is the Holy Spirit. He is the one that is preventing your grandbaby from.
going to be whenever the, the Holy Ghost pulls back the restraints. Well, Phil, we need right there. Oh, that America would wake up. In verse 8, and then shall that capital, capital W, and then shall that wicked be revealed. That wicked is the Antichrist. Yeah. Let's stop right there at that portion of the verse. I'm just going to draw a line right here. And I'm going to put a W. That's when the wicked is revealed. And I'm going to come back over here. And I'm going to say this is where, well, I shouldn't do it like that. This is, we'll call this the rapture. Preacher, why are you, why are you putting it up here? Again, the wicked, the Antichrist is not revealed at the rapture. There's a period of time. You just imagine how many airplanes are going to fall out of the sky. You imagine how many automobile accidents there are going to be in the world. Instantly. When the driver who is blood-bought born again, who was there, is now gone. You think about that auto, that semi full of uh, gasoline trucking down the interstate and that dear uh, truck driver is saved by grace, uh, born again, uh, and the rapture happens. Uh, there is a time bomb that is rolling down the road. Uh, you think about the chaos that is going to happen. You think about the crash of the stock market. You think about the value of the American dollar. Whenever several of the heads of state that, that, that may be born again, I hope there's some Christians in leadership in this country, but sometimes I just shake my head and wonder. Amen. You just imagine tonight when some of those that are in intricate roles vanish. Let's just take somebody that's over the foster care. Vicki, I don't know who it is. I'm not going to say their names. I wouldn't know. If, if I said their name, I wouldn't know that's who they were. But let's just say that individual that's over the uh, foster care system in the state of West Virginia is saved. Let's just say for a moment the rapture takes place and that individual, thank God, is out of here, been escorted home to glory. And you think about all the little foster care children. And you think about how that these parents now are not being restrained by the Holy Spirit. See, every child's not going to glory. Let me clarify. The ones that are under the age of accountability are. But if that 10-year-old and that 4-year-old and that 12-year-old and that 15-year-old has reached the age of accountability and they know right from wrong and they did it in a Bible school service and the Bible school teachers presented a clear presentation of the gospel and they went home and the mommy and daddy talked them out of it and brainwashed them with evolution at school. See, that's where we're living. Amen. We can have 10 year olds. We can have 12 year olds. You say, Preacher, I don't believe so. My little boy was saved at five years old. You say, Preacher, he couldn't have been. It ain't up for you to question. It ain't up for me to push it on him. But when his heart is ready, the Lord. Sister Maxine Moles or Brother Steve tell me a story about one of their kids. Uh, uh, Sister Maxine tells a story. Said, Lord, I don't want them to be drugged and off their call. I don't want to push them. Uh, Lord, you just show them when it is time. They were laying asleep back there in the pew. Uh, and all of a sudden, one of them, I don't recall exactly which one it was. I think it was Chad, but I might be wrong right there. Uh, Maxine will uh, help me if, if, if I'm wrong with that. Uh, woke up and said, I need to go pray. You realize tonight that if we can force it on somebody, the world can force it out of them. Amen. Right. The Holy Spirit is what draws them. Amen. Preacher, what are you saying? All I'm simply saying tonight is this dash 
this portion, this period of time, you imagine how wicked and how bad it's going to be. Well, preacher, why? Why are you discussing that tonight? Because the Antichrist, he'll raise up and he'll have all the answers. He'll be able to speak peace and he'll be able to uh, calm the world economy down. This may be where that you see the world economy come under one common dollar. This may even be the point in time where you see the religions of the world. The Hinduism. The Muslims. Those that were left behind out of the Catholic Church. Hey, don't fall asleep on me. What do you say? All of these left behind religions may be brought to the point now they're put under one world religion. Yeah, I know they are. Well, preacher, what are you saying tonight? I'm just simply saying I'm glad I'm saved. Amen. I don't intend to be here. Thank God I'm going to be out of here. Now look at this. We'll try to move on. I spent a whole lot of time right there. You pray for me. In verse 8, And then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Anybody know what the spirit of his mouth is? It is the sword of the spirit. It is his word. Well, preacher, what are you saying tonight? I'm saying the devil ain't no match for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan. He's talking about the Antichrist. And all power and signs and lying wonders. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. You know what? I think, I think, now this is a little bit of Robbieology. I think, and I didn't think this until today when I was studying and meditating upon this study tonight. I think that the Jews that are going to be left behind, I think they're going to... Now listen, this is not Bible. Everybody understand that? This is Robbieology. This is my opinion. Please don't take my opinion. Stay on the Word of God. I I, I have to imagine that the Jews who get their temple built, who start offering sacrifices again... You think Peter's raising Cain tonight whenever part of the Bailey Circus uh, has the elephants, you wait till the Jews start offering sacrifices. Yeah. Yeah. I have to imagine that the Jews will see this Antichrist and I have to imagine they will see him as the Messiah. Yeah. Why would you say that? Remember whenever Jesus came the first time, they thought he was going to sit on his throne at that time. See, they, they were under Roman rule. They were looking for a deliverer 2,000 years ago. But whenever the Lord said, My, well, help me, Lord. He went on to say that his time is not yet. He went on according to the scripture. Whenever Peter took out his sword, they cut off the servant's ear, the servant of the high priest. Uh, Malchus, what, what was his name? Malchus. Malchus cut his ear off. What did, the, what did the Lord Jesus do? He just picked his ear up and put it right back on. Amen. See, his kingdom is not of this world. Mm-hmm. Look with me in verse number, uh, verse number 10. Preach, why would you say that you think that the Jews may see the Antichrist as the Messiah? Look in verse 10. And with all deceivableness, of unrighteousness in them that perish. Do you remember what the Jews said whenever they cried out, Crucify him! Crucify him! What's that, Jay? Tell Let the blood, let his blood be on us and on our children. children. Oh my. You mean the decision that they made 
could come back to haunt me? Do you realize that you reap what you sow? Amen. Oh my. Look in verse 11. For this cause God shall send them strong delusion. Why else? Why else would people follow somebody that just happened to rise to power? Now, I personally have an opinion on who I think the Antichrist. I think he's already born. I think he's already alive. I think he's, in my opinion, this is just me. I think he's even already in a form of leadership. I think we all agree with you. Well, it, it's not, I don't want to upset anybody's that part, but I don't think it's Obama. And I've got a name in my head, and I'm not going to say it right now. But I bet if I said it, you'd just think, well, who's that? Please do. See, that's the point. That's, that's the point. Is he, what's he do, Brother Beetle? He rises. Oh, he does. Oh, he does. Oh, what are you saying? How many of you know where our president right now is on a plane to go to? The, G, the G20 Seven summit. And there's a group of, I think, 27 nations that have already come together. And they're all, what, well, what are you saying tonight, preacher? All I'm saying tonight, for the whole principle of this entire lesson, is you and I are living on the chessboard of life, and there's always been a power, a struggle, a battle between good and evil, and you and I are pawns on the chessboard. When you and your family get in an argument, it's not you and them. That's right. Well, some of y'all just, I know that wife of mine. Shame on you. God, I better not. Almost fell in that one. Verse, verse 11. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Verse 12. That they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Preacher, what do you say? Go with me to the book of Daniel chapter 9 and verse 27. And I want you to see this tonight. And I want you to think as we're going through this, you imagine tonight that the Antichrist is raising through the ranks to power. He is raising to a place where he is going to be able to have all the answers. Look in Daniel 9 and 27 and I could spend a whole week right here in the book of Daniel, but we're, not, we're going to try not to do that. And I want you to look tonight at the first sentence. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. How many days is in a week? Seven. Seven. A prophetical week. Is seven years. Yes. Mm -hmm. One prophetical day is equal to one prophetical year. One seven day week here in the scripture equals seven prophetical calendar years. Yep. Three and a half years of decently good and three and a half years of wickedness. Amen. Brother Bill just brought it up. That is referred to as Daniel's 70th week. Daniel's 69 week started back here at the at the consummation of there in the book of Ezra all the way up to Calvary. Yes. At week 69, right here at Calvary, the pause button was pushed on the clock. Why would God push the pause button on the clock between the 69th week and the 70th week? Because of you and I. Because there was another people that was not a people. 
We were Gentile. Amen. We were Gentile dogs according to the scripture. Amen. Jesus said in John 10, he said, other sheep that I have that are not of this fold, that I have to bring, I'm paraphrasing, that I have to bring together as one fold. But what are you saying, preacher? I'm glad that he pushed the pause button and allowed me, and allowed you, and allowed my family, allowed your family, allowed the church to get in on the plan of salvation. Preacher, what are you saying? Daniel 9 and 27, and he shall confirm. Somebody tell me how long I've been teaching. I don't want to go over. All right, God help us. God help them. Lord help them. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. What's he doing? He's bringing peace. He's striking a deal with all of these nations. He's bringing peace under his wings, if you will, under his control, if you will. Uh, well, preacher, do you really think? Yeah, I really think so. I'm going to try to try to give you a little more here in just a few minutes tonight. And he shall uh, confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week, halfway through, that's 42 months in or three and a half years in, and in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. The word oblation is anything given in worship or anything offered in, in praise uh, unto the Lord. Uh, now watch this. Uh, and the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate. Uh, even until the consummation, that means the end, and that determined uh, shall be poured out or poured upon the desolate. Let's stop right here. Halfway through the tribulation, he enters into the temple of Jerusalem. Where the Levitical priests are now offering up sacrifices unto the Lord. Right now, during this three and a half years, they're offering sacrifices. They're killing the animals. They're taking the blood. They're putting it on the mercy seat. And they are going through the ritual, if you will. And three and a half years in, here comes the wicked Antichrist. He comes in. What's he do, preacher? In the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice to stop. See, he's gained enough power at this time. He can say what he wants to say, and they have to do what he says to do. Well, preacher, I don't believe that. See, the reason we have a hard time believing it is because we live in a democratic society. We live in a time... Uh, where a lot of you here that have had family that have went off to war and that have sacrificed in World War II, in the Korean War, in the Vietnam War, in the Gulf War. See, a lot of us remember a lot of those experiences. But now we've got a generation coming up yep. yeah. Amen. that doesn't really know what it means to have a sacrifice. Amen. Yeah. That doesn't know what it means to struggle, to get to somewhere, to cast a fair ballot and have it count. What do you think's going on right now in Washington, D.C.? They're bickering between the left and the right, the Dems and the Republicans, over a new law that they're trying to push through that will reform your voters' rights. Oh, yeah. What are you saying, preacher? All I'm saying tonight is all of this stuff that we see in the news that is happening, it is all in God's timetable and in God's plan. It's got to get so bad, it's got to get so wicked uh, that when the church is out of here, that the Antichrist rises up and he has all of the answers. Amen. Yeah. Keep in mind. The democratic government. Now, I'm not talking about the Democrats. I'm talking about democracy. Right. It's on the way out. Preacher, I don't believe that. Now, listen, it hurts me. I mean, I take. I, I believe that it is not only my right, but I believe it is my privilege to cast a fair ballot. Amen. Yes, sir, Eddie. Why, preacher, would you say that? Because there was a time that some soldier on the battlefield far away died to allow me to have the freedom that I had. Yeah. Some of you women that are here tonight, maybe we ought to go back a hundred years when you didn't even have the law that would allow you to cast a ballot. But tonight in 2020, uh, we can be able, you women can gather in and you can cast your ballot. Well, let's just be honest tonight. We're living in a society where they're trying
privileges. They're trying to give you just enough so that you'll follow them around like a little lost dog. You say, Preacher, I don't like the way you're teaching. You pray for me and it might get better, but I ain't making no promise. First John chapter 2 and verse 22. I did not put it up here. First John 2. First John 2 and verse 22. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Can I give you a little bit of Robbiology here and I hope to prove it by the end of the lesson, which might be tomorrow night by now? I do not believe the Antichrist is a counterfeit. Let's be honest. Amen. I've heard it taught that he's a counterfeit. Well, preacher, why are you telling us this? He is an opposite. Right. Yeah. Anti-opposite. Right. Y'all yeah. with me? Amen. Well, preacher, what are you saying tonight? I want you to understand tonight that this Antichrist, whenever he rises, he ain't going to be a bit more godly than the devil is. Amen. Right. 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 Amen. He's... <clears throat> He's on the devil's payroll, by the way. Amen. Second Thessalonians 7, chapter 2, verse 7, we already hit on up here. Only he who now liveth will be taken until he be taken out of the way. Genesis 6 and 3. Did I put that on the board? I did. Genesis 6 and 3. And I hope this will help you in your understanding confirming who the scripture was talking about in 2 Thessalonians. Only he who will be taken out of the way, he, I said it's the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of God. I hope this scripture helps you. Genesis 6 and verse 3. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man. There's coming a time when the Holy Spirit says enough is enough. There comes a time. Also, help me, Lord, not to confuse anybody. But even in this day and age we're living in, in individual lives, the Holy Spirit can say to you, enough is enough. Right? Amen. Let me give you a verse of scripture that might help you. Might help you believe what I'm telling you with that statement. You say, preacher, the Holy Spirit will never never quit uh, working with me well, the scripture says that he'll turn you over y'all already know that scripture yeah. see we've got to be careful not to take the Lord's grace for granted Amen. Amen. see we've got to be careful not to keep trudging back out into the same mud holes Amen. 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 After we're gone, after we're out of here, what's going to happen? Seals Those seals are opened up in heaven. Let's try to look here real quick, fast, like in a hurry. Revelation 6 and verse 1 and 2. The Bible teaches tonight, uh, and I saw, with, I saw when the Lamb opened, uh, now keep in mind, the Lamb, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, and I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. Stop right here. He is coming. Well, let me finish the verse. Yes, Lord. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat on him had a bow and a crown was given unto him and he went forth conquering to conquer so let's look at these elements he had a white horse who does that represent later in revelations who's coming back on the white horse Jason you testified about it Jesus he's 
He's not representing. He's counterfeiting, if you will, at that at that point. The white horse. What else was it that verse said? He had a white horse and he had a what? <clears throat> well, before the crown was what? Uh, What's missing? Arrows. If you're coming to fight, wouldn't you have some arrows? Amen. That was a good message, by the way. Preached a message one time. Armed and dangerous. Are you a Christian like Barney Fife? Carrying a bullet in your pocket? Are you a wide earth Christian? Locked and loaded. Preacher, what are you saying? Like this, this fellow that's coming back. The scripture said he came conquering to conquer. Did, didn't I read that? Is that what the scripture said? Yeah. How can he conquer with a bow without any arrows? Peace. False peace. Yeah. Look at this. He had a bow and it was absent the arrows. The arrows were absent. They weren't there. He had a bow. What was given to him? One crown. One crown. Look here what, what the scripture says. And a crown was what? Look what your, look what your King James Bible says. Given. Given. What's that? What, what do you mean, preacher? Somebody was empowering him. Somebody was behind the puppet. Yeah. <laughs> See, he's just a representative. He's false. Yeah, he's false. But he's just a representative of the same demonic power that's infiltrated our school system. Yeah. Yeah. The same demonic power, and in some cases, I dare to say, has infiltrated our churches. Yeah. The same demonic power has destroyed our homes. So what happened after he was given that crown? He went forth conquering to conquer. You know what he was doing? He was building all of these nations. He was building his partnership. Follow me, boys. I got the answer. He might have, he might have come up. He might have, he might have come up with a solution. He might even come up with the answer to cancer. Preacher, that ain't biblical. You ain't got proof of that. See, what I'm trying to show you tonight is he's got all of the answers. And God sends everybody that is left behind a strong delusion that they will believe a lie that they might be damned. Think about that. Is that where he said even the elect will be fooled? In Revelation, I can't tell you what's He's talking about, he's talking about what kind of being what he's talking about with that scripture is the angel of darkness will transform himself as the angel of light and deceive the very elect if it be possible. So that's that's a little different. But where I'm at tonight is at that time the Holy Spirit will not be working with people. That's right. The yeah. Holy Spirit will not be wooing you to a real peace. The Holy Spirit will not be, be working on your heart. See, the Holy Spirit's being taken out of the way. Yeah. The Holy Spirit's being pulled back to allow the man of lawlessness to be able to have full reign. Let's move on here so I don't bog you down the rest of the night. And look here in verse number, uh, verse number uh, 2 Thessalonians, verse 11 and verse 12. And for this cause, God shall send them a strong delusion. You remember that, that I just quoted just a minute ago? That they should believe a lie, and that they might be damned who believe not the truth. Look with me in uh, the second seal, Revelation chapter 6, verse 3 and 4. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second piece say, come and see. And there went out another horse that was ready. And the power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. 
Preach, what are you saying? That red horse is the same guy on the horse. Yeah. He's just changed. He's just changed horses. He got off the white horse. He had on the crown. He went forth conquering and to conquer. And now he comes. He comes with a warfare. No more peace. The United Nations, the U.S. military, all of these military and militia around the world are now under his control. No more diplomacy. See, diplomacy goes out the window. Look with me here in chapter 6, verse, uh, verse 4, the last part. And there was given unto him a great sword. You know, I don't know tonight, but if I had an opinion, that could be a nuclear device. I don't know that it is. I don't know that it ain't. But what I am trying to get across is symbolically, this guy's got the weapon that's going to make everybody get in line. This guy has got the know-how. Daniel chapter 9, verse 27 and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. We, we hit on that a while ago. Halfway through, he shows up. He, he makes the, the, the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. Look with me in the book of Jeremiah. Do I have Jeremiah up there? I do. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 6 and 7. This seven-year period is also referred to as the time of Jacob's trouble. <laughs> Ask ye now, and see whether a man doth travail with child. Wherefore do I see every man with his hands on his loins as a woman in travail? And all faces are turned into paleness. You imagine the unsettled rest that's going to be in Jerusalem. Whenever that they see this Antichrist come in, set on the throne of David, makes all the sacrifices stop. Can you imagine all of the Jews that have been coming for the last three and a half years offering sacrifices? They thought, boy, we got the temple. We're really getting back to the way God wants this thing. Can you imagine when this guy rises? And can you imagine the travail? Remember what Matthew uh, 24 spoke? Matthew 24, I believe it is, went on to say, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, pray that your flight not be in winter. They're going to flee Jerusalem, and they're going to go to Petra, and they're going to hide. Uh, Brother Ralph Sexton, Dr. Ralph Sexton down in Asheville, North Carolina, once, at least once a year, they go to Israel and they take King James Bibles and they go to Petra, they go back into the mountains and they hide those Bibles in the caves. Why would they do that? So that the Jews, when they're left behind, so they know what's going to happen next. Well, preacher, what are you saying? All I'm simply saying tonight, church, is look with me in verse 7. Alas! For that day is great, so that none is like it. The Jews have never seen a day like this. Not even in 70 AD, when the Roman Emperor Titus invaded for a period of over four months and destroyed Jerusalem and burnt the buildings, destroyed the temple, and killed thousands of Jews. Not even that day compares to this day. I don't believe it will we, Brother Jason. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble. But he shall be saved out of it. Now I'm going I'm to just throw a thought out here. If you want to talk about it, maybe later we can talk about it. But let, let me just throw it out here. You can put it in your pipe and smoke it a little bit. Just take it home and think about it. There's two kinds of salvation. There is a national salvation. All Israel shall be saved according to the Apostle Paul. Then there's a personal salvation where the individual must accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, preacher, what are you talking about the national salvation? I just read it to you here in the book of Jeremiah. But he shall, who? Israel. Remember who Jacob was? 
Jacob was the son of Isaac, which was the son of Abraham. And Jacob's name was changed to what? Israel. Israel. Israel had 12 sons. And he had one daughter. And we find according to the word of God, we have the 12 tribes of Israel. Yeah. Well, what are you saying? All I'm saying tonight, is that still God's chosen people? Yeah. yeah. 144,000. How much? 144,000. Those are going to be those evangelists who come out and preach. The, amen. Well, preacher, what are you saying tonight? What I'm saying tonight is all Israel shall be saved. The church, the church does not replace Israel. We are two separate people. The Jews, the Israelites, are referred to as the wife of God. Amen. The church, you and I, the bride of Christ. Amen. So you got Israel, which is the wife of God, and the church, which is the bride of Christ. Yeah. Have I really confused you? <laughs> Brother Bill said it's his daughter-in-law. <laughs> what are you saying, preacher? All I'm saying is there is a teaching tonight, and this teaching has really come on strong in about the last 10 years. In some churches, and I don't know where they're getting, well, I'll stop right there. There's a teaching that has come on saying the church replaces Israel. The church does not replace Israel. Israel is still the apple of God's eye. Israel is still God's chosen people. 